Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast, albeit a little bit late. Had a busy week. Yeah, it's been a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we apologize. I will say that we did rewatch this week's episode uh, so that we, it would be fresh in our minds. Uh, we watched it, re, we rewatched it yesterday. So, uh, yeah, okay. So I'm trying to think of the big things that happened in, in this episode. In many ways, it was just kind of a sort of a run-of-the-mill episode, mm-hmm. except that it end, the, the tribal was good. But more than anything, I'm inspired by Penner in that when he was talking to Lisa and talking about stories and that, you know, he doesn't come out and say it this way, but Survivor's very interested in stories and narratives. And, you know, they're, pro- they're usually about... Like five or six, maybe even seven or eight people per season that get a story. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is probably a supporting character in someone else's story. And I would say that Peter had a story this season. You know, he's out before the merge. But when you look at his arc, um, it's just so interesting because... Does he arc? Well, one could say like by arriving at... Oh, shoot. Hang on. Maybe he doesn't. No. Hang on. Okay, so. Are you talking about stories within the show or like, this is my past? No, no, no. Within the show. Okay. Like how they start, how they finish, what happens in between. Okay. Um, And I guess his arc is that like he comes in very confident and the confidence turns to arrogance and then he doesn't learn. And then he gets his comeuppance. But what's interesting is in his final That's called comments, a villain. That's not the protagonist yeah. of any story, which means he doesn't have a story. He's a supporting player in something else. In the, in the, I believe in the course of the season, he is a supporting player because he went out so early. But I do think... I think he's a supporting player because... Or supporting cast member because he doesn't have any arc. He doesn't learn. I guess not. No, he's literally like Scar cast into a pit or like Ursula punctured and dies in the ocean or whatever. Punctured, that's not. Yeah. She is though. Yeah. she. What's impaled? That's the word. It's more like a balloon. That's true. Um, Now, I guess what I mean is that like when I think back on this season, I... There are a number of people I'm not going to think about because they're just they're they're maybe mildly interesting, but they don't have that big of an impact on maybe the overall tone. Peter had an impact on the overall tone um, to the point that we are, or at least I was satisfied by the way he went out, you know, and it's this idea. I guess in a way you can almost look at him like future survivor players can look at him as a cautionary tale, you know. Just because somebody, just because a, a viewer can learn what not to do, that doesn't mean that that person is is not important. You know, whether it be Colton, who actually is like a straight up villain, one hundred percent, because he's his arrogance is malignant uh, to the tribe. But yeah, I think um, Why I think Peter's Peter, because he wasn't um, he wasn't malicious to people. He was arrogant, but he thought I, he thought he was like getting on people's side, whereas Colton would like rub it in, hmm. you know, that he was in a good position, you know, um, whereas Peter, I think 
thought that he was uh, he was leveraging his good position to like get people where he wanted them to be, mm-hmm. and it's just and didn't he was just oblivious. He did not realize how he was coming across mm-hmm. at any point. Colton, I think, knew how he was coming across and didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I do think that uh, that this was an interesting episode because it is just the inevitable fall of somebody that whose fall had been postponed like two or three episodes in a row. Um, and so, you know, uh, there have been a lot of characters that have come up, you know, come across this season um, so far, but I feel like his is very satisfying because what do you mean come across? Like, you know, we have a strong sense of who Debbie is, you know, mm-hmm. um, we know who Scott is. We know who, like there, there are people that we know, that have, that have sort of come to the forefront okay. um, so far. And other people might come later on, certainly once the merge hits. Uh, but I feel like his story, because it is now over and he went out right before the merge, uh, I feel like his is a story that I... It's not like I like him. I don't enjoy watching him. But his is one of the stories, one of the narratives that I will remember from this season is this guy who just did not know how to play the game. And if he had just tweaked his social game a little bit, he probably could have been a great player. That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I will not think about him or remember him Mm. at all because he is awful. It's like, do you want to sit around and think about Abby Maria? No, I feel like he, in a similar fashion, was unpredictable, clogged up the game hmm. and wasted time and was not even a pawn that other people could play or a real player himself. He's just a true villain in the sense that, I mean, when they did the season of heroes and villains, it was malicious people that they brought back people who enjoyed for the most part. Yeah. Sure. Who enjoyed being a villain Yeah, or had tactical skills, whether they enjoyed it or not. Yeah. He had literally, 100% lacked a social game. And I don't think it required a tweak. I think it required a totally different personality. That's true. Joe's comments about him were spot on intelligent, you know, stand up guy, but yeah. is literally missing a chip that allows him to play this game. And it is a, and he's physically strong, right? You know? Um, and yeah, it is one of those things that I think we've said this before that, you kind of wonder, you hear about, apologies to any doctors in the audience, you hear about the God complex mm. where, and especially like if he's a, if he's a surgeon, I mean, he's in charge and he has to make calls and he is, I wouldn't say he has a God complex, but it's just like, probably makes him a great surgeon. Yeah. He's used to getting things and his way and people just accommodating him. That's probably developed in yeah. his personality because of his job. Yeah. And so it might have even been there in the first place, but it, yeah. got there over time because yeah. of what he does. It is a necessary part of his job. Right. What has allowed him to excel. Right. Um, and yeah, and you know what? You said something interesting that people, that he wasn't used as a pawn. I disagree. He wasn't, he wasn't the pawn, but he was his personality. See, that's the, that's why, even though I didn't enjoy watching him to a certain extent, people like him are necessary because he becomes something that other people can reference. You know what I mean? Like if, if uh, Ty and Julia had not thought, well, wait a second, we all know Peter's, you know, all over the place that he'll flip at the drop of a hat. We know that 
Joe and Aubrey know that. So if we just go to Aubrey and say that Peter was talking about taking you out, she'll believe it, you know? And so he's someone that whose personality can be used to do what you want. I totally understand that. That's what I'm saying did happen. That's not a pawn that you use though. That's gumming up the works. That's just a wasted episode. Hmm. If it were all full of only people like Aubrey who are, you know, people who are thinking the game out, Aubrey, Ty, Scott, Jason, um, Debbie, mm-hmm. this would be much more interesting, which is, I guess my point in the larger sense in general is, you know, there's, there's sort of three thirds to every season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's the first third where everyone's just figuring it out. Right. And that really is the survivor game, surviving the elements, yeah. I think plays a large part in that third the second third is a lull generally because it's the people who have made it through that first part, but who have absolutely no chance of making it through the final third of it. Yeah. Um, you know, when we talk about story, right, we're talking about setting. What are the three parts of the plot? Basically exposition. And then we're just various the arc. Yeah, I mean, it depends on like what you're. If you're talking about a three act structure, yeah, the three act structure, rising action. Yes, exactly. uh, Kind of thing. Rising action people are boring, and there's typically lulls during this third of it, and then Mm -hmm. there will be the last third where the true players are the only ones left, and they're they're duking it out. I'm trying to think if there's ever been. I'm usually a hundred percent invested post merge. Like, even if there's, even if there's an episode where it's a foregone conclusion, who's going home, there's usually enough scheming behind the scenes that, and you're still finding stuff out about people as they interact with each other. I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever been straight up bored post-merge, unless it's I, tri- totally tribal lines. And yeah. That kind of thing. I think the reason you can be less bored post-merge is that there are more people talking to more people. There yeah. are these... It's been very rare in recent seasons that there are two halves and one half just straight up takes the other half out. More people are flip-flopping throughout and that doesn't seem to hurt their game as much. Voting blocks, basically. Yeah. You do what's best for you at the time. And that used to really, really hurt your game. No one who ever flipped would then get the votes in the end. But now, lately, it seems okay. Um, I'm still bored with it because they seem to be merging pretty early. Like next week there will be 11 players still i think that's and i think the reason they do that is to get us out of the second half second third yeah earlier so there can we can watch the players play together for longer and they can get out the annoying non-players along the way i'm always curious just how flexible the producers are being Mm -hmm. you know um were they always planning on going out uh, on merging at 11 or did they think, well, maybe 10, you know, or is it maybe they decide 11 because they look at the people that they have left and think this is a really, really good blend of people for a merge. Cause I think they've merged at 12 before, yeah, you know, and maybe it has less to do with specific numbers and more to do with, you know, if we do one more, let's say, let's say they did one more and then, the same tribe lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, now you have to lose Ty or Aubrey or Joe or Scott or Julia. And even though Julia is a little bit boring. So Joe. So's Joe. But I think, 
I think they see potential in the two of them moving forward, like the oldest guy and the youngest girl. Sure. Um, and so I don't know. It's uh, I could see I could see it being. And like, well, we don't want to lose any of those people. Yeah, you're potentially losing somebody who would make for great play yeah. with other merged players. Yeah. And at that point, and enough people are thinking about the merge that if that other, that any tribe going to tribal will be like, okay, well, the merge is coming up, so we better lose someone dynamic. Mm-hmm. And the producer like, no, no, we don't want to lose someone right. dynamic. You know, it may be good for your game, but it's really bad for our ratings. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really jumped out. Um, something that I've been... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nick and Debbie. <laughs> you know, these two models just comparing, <laughs> just comparing notes. <laughs> you know. Oh, Debbie. I go back and forth on her. I mean, I just... I can't figure it out. She's just... She's I mean, a I've, perpetual liar. I mean, even yeah. to the camera. That's what, that's what weirds me out. You can say anything you want to other players, but in your confessional, if you're like saying that you've done modeling on enough for years and apparently she made a website. Not a whole website. I, I, it's not Instagram, but there's like a, a page that other people can use. And she has like a seems generous to say portfolio, but a, <laughs> a sampling like of photos, f- there's like 15 photos of her like posing, posing next to things. It's just all very Stephen Glass like like to just continue to do things like when did that website pop up this is similar to the water you know uh scandal yeah that she's involved in it's all really really shady and i have no doubt that she probably does have a fair amount of life experience and i feel terrible you know the minute somebody says i'm a model they're kind of inviting you to look to judge them by their looks no if you go on survivor you are inviting me to Google you yeah. in general. Yeah. So get your facts about yourself straight. I'm not sit- here to sit around judging someone by their looks. Although I really, man, she, how much did she weigh when she started? Because yeah, she's that swimsuit is going to fall off of her. Yeah, she's scrawny. Yeah. She's like, not, I'm, I'm she's worried not Cor- for her. She's not Courtney. I think Courtney went out of the game in double digits. I think, well... She weighs 98 right now. Oh, she does? Debbie. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's... What happens when you are when you lose so much weight? I feel like just... they referenced it when she went down in that episode okay. from, from the heat stroke. Don't quote me on that, though. But yeah. at the very least, I feel like Courtney was different. I'm just more... I'm more worried about them having to blur out body parts. Like, her oh, okay. swimsuit just looks like it's going to fall off. Yeah. Courtney at least was able to cover herself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you almost want production to be like, here, uh, we hey, look, we found some shorts. Feel free to put those on. Um, yeah, it's... Or a fellow castaway. I mean, Aubrey sure. is wearing Joe's shirts right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I do... I've said this before. We, we both, early on in the season, we both uh, compared Debbie to different people. You compared her to Philip. I compared her to Coach. Um, and I stand by my comparison because coach was always talking about this other life experience that he had. And it was always appropriate to the, whatever situation they were discussing, you know, I feel like he did it in a harmless way and yeah. in a very, 
off the cuff kind of way, whereas she is very seems very deliberate and manipulative with it, which is how Philip came across. Yes, I think to Coach did herself. it for us. Yeah, I think she's doing it for other people, which you know, I guess means she's playing the game and but good. She's for her, also but doing it for us because she mentions it in her confessional about yeah. the modeling. I just don't get it. And she says it so casually. Does she, does she believe this? There's another episode in a confessional where I think she's speaking about another player and she's like, maybe she's talking about Liz and Peter when they're going to get them out. And mm-hmm. she says something very straight faced and then bursts into a maniacal laugh. Yeah, yeah. And she used the exact same straight face with her modeling comment. And I really thought she was going to say, ha just kidding. Yeah. And she didn't. It, it, it's like she's able to put on this other character. Yeah. She's it's very jarring. I'm fascinated, but she does. And that on top of everything else, she does know the game and she knows strategy. I get it, but I don't know if I can like get behind a winner like that, you know? Yeah. Like she's going to have to really show me something in the merge. Yeah. Um, and not what you're talking about where the bathing suit falls away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to get into a tangent on that. She just rattles me, you know? Yeah. She, I just, I can't get a read on her. I can't get a read on my reaction to her. I can't figure out if I enjoy watching her or if she makes me cringe. And I think it just goes back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least so. she's doing all these things and is still able to play though. You know, she That's, were just this crazy, maybe they would have gotten her off at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she has alliances and they are strong alliances and mm-hmm. she is able to ingratiate herself to people, you know, even if it's. Even if it's like what Nick said, which I thought was really interesting, where he just says, okay, I, I see where, what she is. You just got to be what she wants, which is her. Yeah. You know, and. I guess that's where my comparison. I don't think that you're wrong in comparing her to coach, mm-hmm. but I think that she has a little bit of Philip in her, too, because you see the other people just playing along with him. Yeah. The, the, the best players in his season were able to swallow their pride stroke his ego and then yeah get in his good graces because with philip if he was gunning for you he was tunnel visioned enough that that was all that matters and i could see debbie being the same way mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm trying to think if there's any other oh right okay so here's something that i thought and this is kind of an odd an odd line of thought but it's it only came about recently so we were talking about pre-merge versus post-merge and i was thinking in terms of uh, immunity challenges or just challenges in general okay um and while i do think i mean i'm not i'm not suggesting the show change their format or anything like that but individual immunity challenges are really suspenseful but I think I prefer the the team immunity challenges because there's so much wrapped up in it. If you're the person that screws up, you know, then you have scrambling to do that has nothing that, you know, you can count on your alliances and stuff like that. But there's only so much of an appeal you can make to that if you're the weak link on the team. Um, it's just such a different dynamic. The challenges take on a different dynamic. And know? I think that argument happens less and less. If, Less and less are people voted off because of their performance in the yeah. challenge. Yeah. Which yeah. means it's a weak argument to w- make, you know? Yeah. It's, and I kind of, it's kind of exciting and not uh, in that way because early on you have 
players that are probably probably would have made for good TV and that I would have found interesting. You have them going precisely for those reasons. And then you keep around people that aren't good in challenges and probably aren't that interesting. They're not seen as a threat in any way. And they tend not to make for good TV. I don't necessarily agree because I think Darnell is the primary example where if they were judging it based on challenge performance, then Alicia should have gone hands down. That's true. That's true. And Um, then second, Alicia should have gone hands down. Yeah. You know, I guess I'm also thinking in terms of like last season with Vetus, like I would have loved to see more of Vetus than the one episode. Did he mess up at the challenge? No, he was, he's a, he's a strong challenge competitor, but they were going after him for non-challenge reasons. Right. You know, which proves my point. No, I'm saying I don't like that. Oh, you want people who are weak at the challenge to go out so that Vetus could have stayed, for instance. I see. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's more, uh, the, the more I watch the show, the more I find do you want them to My keep doing group to... challenges right now then after the merge? Not, not really. Uh, they've done that Sometimes in the past. Sometimes they and do. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, For rewards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because what you do is, you know, then you just, you know, you're, you're drawing numbers or whatever and you're just put on teams and you could be in a, in a temporary team with people that you are not in an alliance with and then you win, you do yeah, you that makes it reward, interesting. and you can either try to use that to get in with them or just keep things as they are. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, again, there is a, a team dynamic does. And while I like the merge, the team dynamic does is something I do miss after the merge where it's just, it's all individuals. And then, and especially these days when it's turning into like voting blocks more than alliances, mm-hmm. it's like, I have no concept of teams now. Yeah. Um, which means, and if there's no, I guess if there's no concept of team, there's no concept of betrayal. If it's all voting blocks, then if someone right. flips on you, it's like, well, I mean, we weren't in an alliance. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like, and the idea of flipping and the idea of somebody seeming like a traitor or something like that, it makes for some good drama. What's interesting about this season as a whole so far is that Tribal has been dictated a lot by self-sabotaging players. Yeah. Overall. I mean, even even last, I was going to say last night's vote, but this past week's vote i mean i don't think that peter would have gone home it was a very last i mean she literally wrote the other name she wrote julia and then crossed it out yeah that's how last minute it was well and i do think that it's uh, he didn't say anything terrible at tribal or anything like that he said enough well yeah yeah, he always says enough and that but that's the thing he says enough and then ty and scott and julia before tribal capitalized on the bad choices he had already made yeah and so i wouldn't necessarily say that it was immediate self-sabotage but it was only a matter of time before somebody used his instability against him i just mean in the sense that we've seen several times this season that tribal was going to go one way and then they very verbally out loud decide that it is going to go another way mid tribal. Yeah. That is rare. I've enjoyed every tribal council. Yes. And this episode, like I said, was kind of only so, so it was pretty run of the mill until tribal. Yeah. Because even if we were discussing while watching it at the time, even if it had been Julia, at least it would have been an interesting tribal. Sure. And at the very least it would have been a tie. Yeah. That would have made it interesting as well. Yeah. And frankly, like I feel like if there were, I'm curious to know if there had been a tie, then they did they did a revote. 
someone's flipping. Like so, someone's going to change their vote. Yeah. They're not going to rocks over Peter or Julia. No. You know. Um, no. So. I think Aubrey would have changed your vote. I think so too. So might as well do it early on. Yeah. Although at that point. Okay. So this, this speaks to something I, I was reading about in the survivor community. The idea that she, you have multiple options with the parchment that you write names on. Okay. She could have just, she wrote Julia and then when she changed her mind, she could have just put that to the side and had a new piece of parchment that said Peter. So why did she not do that? I have a theory, but, uh, you know, did she just not think of it or do you think there was a choice there? I don't know. I didn't know that you're springing this on me. What's your theory? Um, I do think that it looks very, it looks definitive. It looks like, hey, everybody, I was voting for Julia. But as you can see, there's this very clear, distinct line through it. I'm voting Peter. I am now with you guys, if you will have me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's changing allegiances, but it's more just should things come down to the wire, uh, I'm fine to work with you guys, you know, as opposed to if it was simply Peter then Joe probably would have felt a little bit betrayed. Yeah. And they would have just said like, oh, hey, our thing worked. But there's something, I think there's something psychological, it's jarring. It was jarring to see it. I'm sure it was jarring for them. There's something psychological about seeing like, for Julia, it's like, oh, she voted for, she initially voted for me and then changed her mind in a, like, in a very definitive way. I wonder if that means we can work with her now. Yeah. Um, th- again, that's just a theory, uh, but Aubrey does seem like a smart enough person to try to plant certain seeds, especially mm-hmm. when she realized by voting Peter, I'm now in a minority. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's funny how that could be used post, uh, jury, right? Mm-hmm. That, that if Peter were going to be on the jury, then it could also look like to him, it just, I was really torn. Yeah. It could have gone either way. Yeah. You know, in the end, like just I didn't want to go to rocks. You know, yeah. you could make that argument. Um, yeah, it's just a I wonder why people don't use that strategy more if the person they're about to vote out is now then going to be on the jury. And maybe it's not. Maybe it wasn't a strategy. Maybe she just didn't yeah. think to use a second. Maybe she's not wasteful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it is dramatic. Obviously, Jeff read it last. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just I, I'm thinking of my reaction as a viewer. And when you see that, it's just it's you don't see it very often. And so I'm trying to think if I were there and I'm waiting to see, and I'm Julia or Peter or really anybody and is waiting to see what's going to happen. And then that's the last vote you see. Yeah, it is not. It doesn't merely say Peter. It's this other thing. And uh, I don't know. It's a. You know, it's dramatic. It, yeah. it creates drama. I never thought I'd say good TV so often, but, you know, when you have a podcast about Survivor, it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's any, I guess since next week is Emerge, yes. I'll go ahead and ask, do you have any, not necessarily predictions, but who do you think is set up the best well, going into the Emerge? Well, let me, there's a whole other discussion we can have with that first. I okay. want to get your opinion on just the last part of the episode first, okay. which is the preview for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And the last quote is Jason saying, you know, we're just taking nerds and stuffing yeah. them in lockers. Yeah. And it's like bully. Jason is back. Yeah. A lot. Are he and Scott? Yeah. That's gonna, clearly him and Scott. Yeah. It, it just, uh, it blows my mind. And I hope, 
it was just a quippy thing to say and not really a lot of bullying that's about to happen because that does not make for great TV. Yeah, no. And I like Jason and I want to like Jason, mm-hmm. but he has this streak in him that I dislike. And I feel like Scott brings it out. Yeah. And what's interesting is you get Scott away from Jason and Scott's not so bad. Neither one of them then are. Yeah. Um, but, but put, him, put together, him back together just, and what's going to happen? You know, and and I guess that does speak to my initial question. Who yes. is set up the best? Scott knows where two immunity idols are. He knows that none of them have been used. Um, and Ty doesn't know, right? All he knows is that Scott said, don't use it. Yes. He never revealed really why. Right. So, so he is the only one that knows where two of them are. Funnily enough, though, he has neither of them. Or funny enough? Whatever. I say funnily, but I've heard people say funny enough. People corrected me. I don't know. Oh, okay. Don't really care. Uh, yeah, I do think it's weird. Even though the split is 4-4-3 four, four, going into the merge, um... I feel like Braun is set up the best because those three, I think, oh, yeah. are still solid. Everybody else might be going after each other, but I think those three are solid and they can pull in Ty. They can probably pull in Julia because I think Scott has made a good connection with them. Yeah, I think there have been fissures in the beauty tribe enough yeah. to, you know, like I think Caleb leaving. Yeah. I think he was the glue that held people together. Yeah. You know, and then. Anna's gone that I think enough of those key people within the beauty tribe mean that they're they're not going to get together back together after the merge and then just be the beauties again I think they're everywhere yeah I think the I think the brains could still get together but at the same time Joe might not trust Aubrey now Um, especially because I was thinking if I'm Joe I think you have no choice but to sort of go well I was wrong sticking with my people keeping my head down, doing whatever I need to do and getting back together with Debbie. I think he's all in. I think he's all in because he has to be, because I do think there's a pragmatism to him. Yeah. Um, But I also think that he's a guy who has like a sense of honor. I remember, I forget who said it, but somebody on Twitter said like, Joe's playing a really good first season game. (laughs) Um, And if I'm him er early on in the episode and I, and I see that like Peter's gunning for me, And I'm upset and I go to Aubrey and I say, hey, I think we should get Peter out. And then she talks me out of it. Then word word gets to Aubrey that that Peter might be gunning for her. And then she goes to Joe and says, I think we need to get Peter out. Now, if I'm Joe, I say, oh, so when he wants to get me out, we have to stick to the plan. But when he wants to get you out, oh, this guy's a loose cannon, (laughs) you know. That's a good observation. Mm -hmm. Like, and if I'm Joe, I'm and then when that's what ultimately happens, I would probably be angry. And maybe not angry enough to not work with her because in the end, like, you know, any port in a storm, but just that's something I could see him reporting back to Neil and Debbie. Or the other reaction when she comes to him and says, he's trying to get me out. We should vote him out. It's like, no kidding. That's what I was trying to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. We should do that. Yeah. But that's the thing. She made a good enough argument to him before that. She did. Because then they wouldn't be in the minority then. Yeah. Not that it. And they didn't know a merge was going to be next. And I wouldn't have guessed that if I were them. Yeah, I, wouldn't I wouldn't have been either. playing based on, well, we only have one vote left before yeah. a merge. Yeah. So let's make it count. Let's yeah. go out Scott or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I, I am interested to see what will happen. I do, And that's the thing. So with Braun being three strong with a possible tie and Julia in there, then that's five. I don't know. Julia's going to go back with Michelle. 
And therefore Nick. Or she'll bring Michelle and Nick in as well and just take out the brains. I think that there's the the three bronze. Mm-hmm. I think that there are those three beauties that are going to be solid or at least try and work together. Julia, Michelle, and Nick. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying Ty might go with the bronze. He could go with anybody. That's true. And I do think that Scott... He has formed a close... Right, with Scott. And I think Scott could make the argument. It's like, okay, look. You come with us. You come with us. solid four and we have two. solid four and we have two idols. Yeah. And we all know what happens with two idols. Like, we're unstoppable. You know, at that point... Because then it's even the argument of, like, there might be... What's 11 minus four? Seven? Yes. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter how those other people vote because we yeah. can play the idol after, save all of us. Yeah. It's only one vote that they save people for. I feel like they need more people. But you know what? Sometimes one vote is enough. To shift gears. To get people over on your side. You know, yeah. I mean, I always I always go back Everyone to flips. season 19 when it was a an eight to four yeah. majority against. It's true. Foa Foa. Uh, Russell's tribe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they he, just worked. Yeah. And he just, it was literally, t- he just took it one vote at a time and slowly but surely got the minority. That was an interesting instance where, you know, there wasn't a lot of flipping of tribes before that. And so yeah, there was none. Right. Yeah. So, and they, because the, the tribe of eight, they had people they wanted to get rid of and they just had never had a chance to do so. Yeah. It is. That's a thing that we've talked about before that I do love. I love the idea that, When you go to tribal council a lot, or rather when you lose a lot and you have to scheme, you have to manipulate, you have to convince people while also trying to keep a good social game. uh, And then you just, and then you have to manage tribal council. You get really good at it. Mm -hmm. And then when you go up against people that have never done it before, you just, you're better equipped to do this. Yeah. You know, Um, surviving tribal is a whole talent in and of itself. Yeah. I'm always I fascinated and, and I admire any player that can answer Jeff's questions without giving any answer. Oh, I, I would never want him to ask me a question. <laughs> so interesting. He rarely calls on Ty. Have you noticed this? It rarely happens. Keep watching hmm. or rewatch. It leaves him alone. Certain people he calls on more frequently than others. I'm sure he calls on at this season, especially I'm sure he's calling on people that he thinks might implode with every question. I could amend that to say he might be calling on everyone, but those answers are really boring. So sure. they're editing them out. Sure. Um, and Ty, while he is fun to watch and it's fun to watch him interact with people at, at tribal, I could see him really not exactly giving Jeff a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, not, so, not incriminating himself. Right. And not throwing anybody under the bus and just kind of playing it safe. Exactly. So let's go back to merge. Yeah. Who's with whom? Oh, the I don't, four I'm brains not, could go together. I think they could, and I think will. Yeah, um, go together, and then Braun is going together, and then Beauty might be fractured and might decide to go together, and then, and then I don't know. Maybe Braun is like a three, a three vote swing. I don't know, or it could just be an absolute free for all. Totally. Which would be really exciting, but also just an, an absolute madhouse. I think what would make that happen is if Brain didn't go back together, if Aubrey and Joe started to use other people, and if um, Debbie and... Why am I blanking? Neil. It's like ice cream pant guy. What's yeah. his name? Neil. Not Nick. Neil. Um, started using people. Yeah. Yeah. I do it think... It could be a free for all. For all. 
Now we can't obviously like previews never tell us much, uh, but the, the potential cockiness with which Jason is saying stuff, uh, probably means that he's he's in good shape or from a numbers. Sure. That's true. Or it could be maybe the next one is he thinks he's in a good numbers situation and gets voted out. That's why I said it could be bad. Yeah. The other thing that could be bad is I think they've shown enough, um, fractures between Michelle and Nick. Yeah. where she went on and on about how she would never allow someone to talk to her this way in real life. Yeah. He's extremely condescending to her and just says things like, well, we're not doing that and doesn't listen then to anything that she has to say. Um, and in the preview, they do show the two of them talking. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. I do have a, a quick thought, and this is something that I think of. It doesn't happen every season, but it happens pretty frequently. Um, I recognize that it's important to find similarities with other players as much as you can to say like, we're, you know, we're like, we're alike in this Mm -hmm. way. Um, but like the whole gender thing, just, it it exhausts me when it bugs me when she says stuff like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. You should say you shouldn't let anyone talk to you that way. Not a man talk to you that way. You're going to let another woman talk to you that way. Oh, oddly enough, Why are you bringing that up at all? Huh? That's weird. I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh, it bugs me. I was thinking of, Two things. One, Debbie saying, I want a woman to win this game. Uh, how about you? You want you to win no this game. No kidding. <laughs> now, maybe she's technically true. I want a woman to win this game. I won't say which one. Yeah. Um, so there, <laughs> there is that. Well, uh, it does not line up just well for you then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then at the same time, Aubrey talking to Joe and saying, you need to patch things up with Peter. It's like, it's like as men go like talk to him as men. And then in past seasons, I've heard like, it's like woman to woman, this thing. It's like, does that work? Does that actually, it does seem to work with some people just like woman. to I woman. think that was a strategical comment by Aubrey, not yeah. just a, a flippant comment. Yeah, it was it's like, definitely something that could mean something to Joe. He is a heartless doctor. Yeah, you are in the FBI. Like, yeah. do what you got to do to get through to that crazy guy. Yeah, like rev up the man thing or whatever. That's strategic. But I mean, I always Michelle's comments make no sense. I mean, I'm sure dealing with Nick, and he probably is condescending to her because she's a young woman. Oh, completely. There's no question about that. And so were I her, I might think that in the same way. But it's just like, once you start thinking in those terms, yes, you can get like a good, like a solid, like all female alliance, like that can work. But I don't know. That's, I don't think that works very often. I think that only works if you are Parvati. Kim, it worked pretty well with Kim. But that was also a, that was also a, uh, uh, men versus women season. So it was all the seeds were already planted. Um, That's who she had to work with. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she would have chosen to work with some of the men. Maybe. I think so, because she was fairly rigid, shall we say, not emotional. Men can be emotional. Exactly. But I think that she would have chosen some of the non-emotional men to work oh, with. See. Yeah. I could see her and Jonas doing some damage. I remember. Me too. Really That's Jonas. exactly who I was thinking of. Um, yeah, it's I think I think the power of Parvati and then Kim, I think people look at that and they're like, oh, that all female alliance thing is going to happen. Like people are so paranoid about it. And admittedly, it is a thing that a lot of women try to get going. And I don't get it. That would never be my strategy ever. Yeah, it's I don't think I would be like Kelly Wigglesworth season one. Like, yeah, like go, go with guys. 
who yeah go with whoever you work best with yeah you know I would I would never have thought that Parvati would work well with Russell, and eventually they didn't work well, but they were a really, really solid alliance. Did they eventually not work well? Because they both ended up in the final. Eventually, they did not like each other, is what I mean. Sure. You know, they, they were willing to work together, but by the end, they did not enjoy working together. Well, that's a long time to spend on an island with Russell. That's true. I think it'd be a dream, but I also feel like he would absolutely stab me in the back. <laughs> I think it would be a dream if you're a producer and you could just sit sure. around watching it all happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a thing that, and, and listeners, feel free to weigh in on on whether you like that appeal that people make to one another. I mean, it does seem to work in some cases. Like, I remember in season 27, Sierra, who was in the, who was, uh, like, there was the tight three of Tyson, Jervis, and Monica. And then Sierra and Hayden were on the bottom. And Sierra decided she was going to try and manipulate Monica. And she said, woman to woman, like, I heard them saying this about you. Like, woman, she kept saying woman to woman. And it seemed to work. Now, Monica kind of leads with her emotions. But, and part of me is like, woman to woman, what does that even mean? Who cares? How about this? How about person who's not in my alliance and is on the bottom to the one that is, Oh, wait, now I see why you might be saying this. Um, there's, I guess it's it's almost an appeal to, almost like saying, okay, look, gameplay aside, I want to talk to you about this. But when it cl- so clearly would benefit you, it's just so manipulative. It just doesn't work. Yeah. You know? um, and I guess it didn't really work with Monica. She never flipped. That would turn me off yeah. immediately. Yeah, if anything, it's like, all right, Sierra's next. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just a thing that I mean. Again, like I said, any any commonality you can find with someone that you're trying to make a connection with, I guess you just go with that. I mean, there are plenty of people, you know, who are Christian and will try to make that connection. I think you'd you know? use anything. I think Nick could go up to Debbie and say, you know, model to model. <laughs> Boy, that would be. And then she, oh, she'd be 100 percent on board with him. She already is. Yeah, she worships him. Um, I don't think she's. I mean, she she does. It, but I do think weird. that she would not let her judgment be clouded by that. No, I, do I don't either. That, you know, um, so yeah, it bothers just, me that she evokes being a model in the Girl Scouts altogether. Like we, we do not subscribe to that. Ugh. You don't subscribe to being models. You can absolutely be a model, but you should be honest above all. It's Survivor. People aren't honest in Survivor. That's fine. Then don't invoke don't invoke the Girl Scouts while you're being dishonest. That's true. I'm a lifetime member, and I am proud of it. What about when people uh, invoke the the name of Jesus uh, and then are and then lie? Are you okay with that? No. Okay. Why would I be okay with that? What if somebody who like swear like I swear on my kids? That means nothing to me. Yeah, we don't have kids. <laughs> no, no, no. I swear on my dad. I swear on my mom. Yeah. Who got in big trouble for like swearing on their mother's name and then it all blew up in his face? I don't remember some past season, but the point is. Well, I do remember in season nine, Twyla swore on her children and like backstabbed somebody and that came back constantly. What does that even mean? Nothing's going to happen to your kids. They're just at home. Yeah. Does that mean that if you screw up then and you go back on that, you're going to go home and slaughter your kids? No. Or that, or that they'll just drop dead. Yeah. It or you're superstitious. Something's going to happen to them. Literally makes no sense to me. To swear on something. 
I don't know. It's it's a very strange thing. And then Russell swore on his kids in Heroes versus Villains, and people got and Rupert got mad at him. Yeah, it makes no sense. You know. Meanwhile, Russell acknowledged, and same with same with uh, Twilight, which is like, eh, who cares? You know. In Twilight, in a confession, was like, my kid's gonna be happy that I bring home a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's. I guess when you're when you're in that situation, not merely any any commonality, but just any appeal you can make that that might get someone to take you a little bit more seriously is mm-hmm. just what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just so fascinating to me. Uh, anyway, okay, so we should probably end. Uh, so next episode, merge episode. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. This season has been great, fun, fun. Uh, I've been enjoying it good tremendously. Cast. Really good cast. There's a lot of these people I'd like to see back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I just can't wait to see all these people mashed together. Like, I want to see what happens when Scott and Debbie talk. You know, what, what must that be? Uh, so, okay. And then that episode... We will record on time yes. and post it on time. Thank Very you everybody sorry for, for the delay. Yeah. Thank you for bearing with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and thank you for listening. As for the rest of you, uh, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff. Head back to camp. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Check, check. Hello, hello. Huh? Me? Oh, peanut butter. <laughs>